0: Historians to this day cannot agree as to whether the 15th president of the United States, James Buchanan, was actually gay. But did you know that the former president's bond with his lifelong roommate, William Rufus King, was once called by the executive himself as the best and purest communion? I am your host, Peter Zablocki, and this is History Shorts. It has now been nearly 200 years of speculating as to whether President James Buchanan's bachelorhood and close friendship with William Rufus King was just that, or if it were evidence of something much more. Scholarship on the subject suggests that although the stigma associated with homosexuality was high in the 1830s, it did not preclude at least some individuals from speculating that Buchanan was gay. In one attacking letter against the president, this one written to the future First Lady Sarah Polk, Buchanan's political rival Aaron Brown suggested what undoubtedly many had thought but failed to put into writing. Mr. Buchanan looks gloomy and dissatisfied, and so did his better half, until a little private flattery and a certain newspaper puff excited hopes. The usage of the term better half was more than suggestive, as it commonly refers to one's partner or spouse. While Buchanan did not have the latter, He most certainly had the former. James Buchanan, born April 23, 1791, in Cove Gap, Pennsylvania, was the 15th President of the United States, serving from 1857 to 1861. He came from a well-established Scottish-Irish family and attended Dickinson College, graduating in 1809, where he studied law. Before ascending to the Presidency of the United States as a Democratic candidate in 1856, James first served as the U.S. Minister to Russia from 1832 to 1834, then the Secretary of State under President James K. Polk from 1845 to 1849, and later as the U.S. Minister to the United Kingdom from 1853 to 1856. In his personal life, Buchanan was the only President who never married. His bachelor status was unusual, especially considering the societal norms of the time, where marriage and family life were highly valued. And although Buchanan had close and enduring relationships with several women and men, no clear evidence suggests romantic involvement in these relationships. One particular relationship stands out as out of character. In 1815, a young Buchanan was engaged to be married to a woman named Anna Coleman. Tragically, just days after the engagement, Anna Coleman died unexpectedly. The specific details surrounding her death are not well documented, but her sudden passing had a profound effect on Buchanan and he reportedly mourned her loss for an extended period. Choosing to not only remain single but also not showing any interest in the opposite sex led Buchanan facing rumors and speculation about his sexual orientation. His contemporaries began referring to him as Miss Nancy and other derogatory terms behind his back suggesting that his bachelorhood was unusual there was one other particular aspect of Buchanan's life that further fueled this speculation his suspiciously close relationship with one William Rufus King James Buchanan and William Rufus King first met in 1825 when Buchanan was appointed as the United States Minister to Russia King a senator from Alabama was serving as the minister to France at the same time both Buchanan and King returned to the United States around mid-1830s. Buchanan resumed his legal and political career in Pennsylvania, while King returned to his home state of Alabama. Their paths would soon cross again in Washington as Buchanan became Pennsylvania's U.S. Senator and King the United States Vice President under President Franklin Pierce. It was during this time and until King's death in 1853 that the two men appeared inseparable in public gatherings, going as far as sharing a residence in Washington, D.C. Today, the advocates of the case for Buchanan being gay point to the few letters between the two men that survive, with many presumably lost to history. In one particular note from the time in Europe, King proclaimed to Buchanan, who was leaving for another extended tour in France, I am selfish enough to hope you will not be able to procure an associate who will cause you to feel no regret at our separation. In another letter dated months later, Buchanan expressed his loneliness to King. I am now solitary and alone, having no companion in the house with me. I have gone on wooing to several gentlemen, but have not succeeded with any one of them. Supposedly, many more such letters existed only to be burned by Buchanan's niece after his death and upon his wishes. This letter exchange has been the subject of historical debate and controversy for decades. It is used as the central evidence of Buchanan's sexuality, especially in light of there not being any other concrete evidence to suggest that he was indeed gay. While some historians assert that the letters are evidence of Buchanan's romantic feelings for King, others caution against reading too much into the language, emphasizing the importance of understanding the historical context the language of the 19th century might not necessarily carry the same connotations as it does today. Critics of the Romantic interpretation emphasized that close and affectionate language between friends, including expressions of loneliness and desire for companionship, was not uncommon during the 19th century. They argued that Buchanan's expressions in the letter could indicate a strong friendship rather than a romantic relationship. Attitudes towards same-sex relationships, expressions of affection between individuals and societal norms regarding friendship and companionship were much different in the 19th century compared to today. A time that had its own set of cultural norms and expectations and expressions of deep friendship might have been articulated in ways that seem unfamiliar to contemporary readers. William Rufus King, the 13th Vice President of the United States, died of tuberculosis on April 18, 1853. The period after the death of William Rufus King saw James Buchanan expressing profound grief and sadness through emotional letters mourning his close friend. One notable letter was written by Buchanan to his niece Harriet Lane on April 18, 1853, just a few weeks after King's death. In this letter, Buchanan refers to King as "my friend, my companion, my confidant," using language that reflects a deep emotional connection. In another letter to a friend, he wrote. I would have gone to Texas to accompany his remains home, had not his family earnestly requested that the escort should be composed exclusively of his immediate relatives. In yet another note, to another friend, Buchanan refers to King as his better half. This phrase, while open to interpretation, is one that has fueled speculation about the nature of Buchanan and King's relationship. These letters, and others like it, continue fueling the speculation as to our 15th president's sexuality to this very day. Yet it is important to note that there is no definite proof that Buchanan and King had a romantic relationship. The evidence, including the 1844 letter exchange between the two, is open to interpretation, and the historical record remains inconclusive. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out History Shorts on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your shows. You can also visit historyshortspodcast.com.